episode 236 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by my co-host who's quite partial to a bit of Eurovision, Ollie Spake. <laughs> hey Mel, how's it going? I'm good. How was your Eurovision weekend? Oh, I um I won't lie. We we have well and truly soaked in Eurovision week in this household. I um I'm pretty sure we're easily in double digits for the number of times we've heard each of the songs. Really? Yes. I've never listened to Eurovision. Ah. Or watched it. I'm clueless. Well, look, to each their own, I suppose. I wasn't brought up on Eurovision. There's certainly some some roots to Europe in the family and, and in my wife's family, but it's actually been something that's been quite recent. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't claim it's a, it's a heritage thing. It's just it struck a chord. And would you like to tell the listeners why I chose to use that as my um, introduction? <laughs> what, what would I have seen, Ollie? <laughs> yes, so uh, yesterday... Being a time of recording on a Monday night, yesterday being Eurovision final day, uh, we had a Eurovision party to celebrate the Eurovision final, and naturally it was fancy dress. Oh, you're one of those families. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So it was me dressed up in a terrible attempt at a costume, but nonetheless, I was Norway's entrance. Ticks. It, it was what? <laughs> Hang on, rewind. Yes. So we each dressed in uh, approximate, I suppose, costumes. You know, some of us were representations of, of contestants this year. Others were more oh, general okay. themes. Right. And so I actually did dress up as one of the contestants being the Norwegian contestant this year. Okay. You yes. did look, you, as a couple, you and uh, Kathy, <laughs> you, you looked smashing, I must say. Oh, look, she totally pulled off the uh, the front woman from the Ukrainian outfit. She did. Which we've dubbed their entrance. Um, if you listen to it, you may not get quite the, the reason why it resonated with us, but the kids have dubbed it the Parkrun song. Really? Yes. So it's, um, let's just say it, it's a rather upbeat in tempo electronica <laughs> cross folk song that gets faster as you listen and uh part of their display was to have a, a whole heap of people running on the screen in the background um oh, they were just figures okay. but nonetheless kids loved it and yep it's the park run song i think we'll have to share a photo of the dress ups on our post <laughs> oh dear <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But anyway, uh, tell us about your parkrun day. Yeah, so parkrun day was a little bit more normal. <laughs> we stayed local this week, uh, we being mum and I this week, and um, I did have grand plans to go off and adventure and, and you know, share in some of the parkrun experiences, but you know, home was calling. It was a busy week, so it was nice to spend it back at uh, one of my favourite parkruns. <laughs> and fortunate because uh, we had a couple of visitors and uh, it was it was great to, to get the chance to meet a few visitors, actually get to, to speak to them, to do one of my favourite roles, you know, to wrap up volunteer week, being a barcode scanner. And um, look, special mention to, uh, well, a couple of the guests, but one of our visitors drove all the way up from, from Victoria. What? Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yes. <laughs> you had Robin. We had Robin. You yeah. did. Yeah, I saw his name. Robin reached out, oh, you know, a, a week in advance and just checked if we could help him jump into barcode scanning after he completed the course, uh, certainly adding to his tally on the most events list there. It's, um, 
impressive standings. Is he a listener, Ollie? <laughs> you know, I spoke with Robin for the best part of the two hours on Parkrun morning. <laughs> Didn't get to ask him that question. <laughs> but I will be asking him and I, I will be I will be checking in because uh, he certainly shared a love of, of volunteering and uh, it was fantastic to have him finish the course and, and jump into the barcode scanning ranks. Uh, it was good company. And, um, yeah, look, other guests as well. What I, what I was really impressed by was we had a first-timer who – lives less than an hour away and she was dressed in a tutu and uh, a Christmassy penguin jumper with a penguin headpiece. I saw the photo of these penguins. Yes, and so she was one of the penguin sisters for her first ever park run, which was just brilliant. Like just talk about starting at the right point. And uh, she had two friends that had travelled up. So uh, the the ED from Jubilee Way Park Run, Debbie there, or co-ED, I should say, and um, fellow park runner and volunteer down that way, Karen, who was celebrating a 50. So um, yeah, got the chance to meet them in person and see them fly around the course, proving that penguins do fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they looked really good. I was very impressed. Ah, it was spectacular. I had a little bit of costume envy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, look, they they certainly dressed up well and um, all smiles. So, yeah, pretty confident that um, our, our local member of the Penguin Sisters might be hooked on park runs. So we, we hope to see her again. Oh, good. Yeah. But a, a lovely park run day, fairly quiet one, but good fun. Maybe yours was a little more eventful, Mel? It was, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to event number 145 which I did not need, of Dolls Point Point Park Run. Dolls Point launched on the 17th of June in 2017 and it averages 112 finishes. The weather was perfect and I ran my fastest time this year and a post-COVID five-kilometre PB. That's fantastic. Well done, Mel. Yay, I'm on the comeback. (laughs) That's got to feel good. It did, Uh, yes. I'm... um, I'm happy with that. My uh, midweek training is starting to show in my park run times. So I ran alongside 134 other runners. Uh, it was an overnight trip for me after I secured cheap flights in a Jetstar sale, which incidentally were both cancelled and replaced with Qantas flights. <laughs> Nothing like, um, you know, that last minute Friday night flight cancellation to send you into a tease. Oh, oh good recovery there. It was, yeah. I was quite, I was quite chuffed to get onto Qantas because it meant that I got free refreshments and charged my phone and free Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> well, look, that was pretty fortunate. My understanding was that there were quite a lot of flight disruptions. Yes, uh, on the eve of Park Run Day, just gone. So, yeah, I was lucky, wasn't I? Mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was lucky. So, anyway, I had friends Helen and Steve who were also up for a trip in to Sydney, with whom I shared accommodation and the Uber to Park Run and back. Oh. Hmm. And to offset all the transport, I decided to walk the five-odd kilometres each way from the airport to the accommodation, which doubled as getting my minimum step count for the day. So, yay. Well done. Thank you. Now, the stat man, Chris Fraser, drove up from Shell Harbour to catch up with me, and he also ran a Dolls Point PB. Yes. Well done, Chris. That was yes. that was a pretty big PB too. It was, I think, four odd minutes. He took off his mm. time when he ran at Dolls Point previously. Brunch afterwards was at Coffee in the Park and mm-hmm. went till well after eleven a.m. 
where along with Helen and Steve, I enjoyed the company of fellow Victorian tourists Susie and Shane Smedley and the event team Ingrid, Walter and Jasmine, Wayne, Pat and Louise. And Ollie, I must apologise to Ingrid for mispronouncing her surname. I have had the habit of saying Botha, but it is actually Botha. I clarified that while I was there. I will add my apologies also, Ingrid. <laughs> I have absolutely done the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, and I also got to meet a dog the size of Paris. Wow. Had a selfie with Paris. <laughs> of course. And a photo with Ingrid as well. And the event team were really lovely. It's nice to have an uh, extended chat over brunch. Um, and, yeah, I was back on a 3 o'clock flight home that same day. Real parkrun tourism. Yes, and I had a bit of a gap in when my flight arrived because I flew up quite early on Friday morning and then I couldn't check into the accommodation until the afternoon and as I was walking <laughs> with my suitcase down to uh, the accommodation and I got there an hour early, I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And realised I was really close to Centennial Park. So me and my suitcase went on an extra bit of a walk I ended up a 10k walk because I walked down to find the start point of Centennial Park. Oh, and you found it, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What did you think? Yes, I think I've I've worn the wheels off my little suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I got slicks now. You, you stopped at the start. You didn't take on the course also. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I thought by the time I'd done that, I had done enough kilometres on my feet for the day, needed to save my feet for park run. Mm. So I just mm. went down just to get the lay of the land for the next time I come back. I was doing my homework. Mm. Scouting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, good Good to see you had some Shell Harbour representation there. I <laughs> apologise. I'll have to catch you at the next visit. Have we set a date for, for your next visit to New South Wales, Mel? No, no, no. I'll just wait for the cheap flights to come up again and yeah. grab an opportunity when I can. Excellent. Maybe after my birthday. I've been asking for Jetstar vouchers for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> done that the last few years. Yeah, that, so, that'd be a good idea. I, I've tried to hint the same thing. Yeah, because they all add up every little bit. No, great. And yeah, obviously good to be back at the Dolls Point Park Run, still only a few weeks into its return. Yes, and I haven't explained the course because I did speak to Ingrid. I recorded some audio with her, which we'll hear later, and uh, she does give a little bit of a course description there. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. But we did have lovely weather, so it was quite nice, quite nice morning, wasn't too chilly, and we wore our tutus. We remembered when I packed my tutu in the suitcase. Yeah, there was there was quite a bit of tutuing around Park Run this weekend, wasn't there? There was indeed. Yes. Yes, for the twenty second. Mm. Do they do that in other countries? Is it an Australian thing? Uh, we will have to hear. If anyone can give us some context, uh, do you tutu? Okay. If you are indeed listening in another country. So. Pippa, Christine, Rachel, we're talking to you. Uh, Alison, do they do that in New Zealand? Surely. Love to hear. But, Ollie, there was not so good news last Friday. Yeah. With uh, the press release with the delay of UK Parkrun's return. So shall I read the press release? Yeah, go ahead, Mel. Yes, please. Okay. So this was last Friday, the 21st of May. Today, Parkrun UK has announced that it has been forced to delay the planned reopening of 5K events in England on Saturday the 5th of June. Although more than 250 events do have landowner permission to return, this falls far short of the critical mass needed to prevent overwhelming those that have been given the go-ahead. 
with more than 3 million registered parkrunners across England and around 300,000 people taking part on a typical weekend, opening a small subset of parkruns is not viable. In ongoing discussions where landowners were withholding permission, parkrun organisers sought clarification on whether permission would be granted for a later date. With a number of landowners responding positively, Parkrun UK will now target Saturday the 26th of June to resume all 5K events across England. A decision will be made regarding the go-ahead for this new date on Friday the 11th of June. Certainly as part of that press release, um, we also heard from Nick Pearson, the Parkrun Global CEO, who said uh, we'll continue to work hard with landowners over the coming weeks to secure the permissions needed to return at the end of June. We are incredibly grateful to all of the landowners who have granted events permission to return so far and for the groundswell of support for Parkrun over recent days. Although it is disappointing not to be able to return on 5th of June, we are still optimistic that we can return parkrun events to nearly 600 communities across England very soon. We will do everything we can to ensure events restart on 26th of June. The three-week delay comes as many permission requests got caught up in unnecessary red tape and lengthy internal bureaucracy at a local level, despite widespread support nationally from the UK government, MPs on both sides of Parliament, DCMS and Sport England, and amidst the changing lockdown landscape across the UK that this week saw the reopening of pubs, restaurants and other indoor hospitality. Many high-profile supporters joined the rallying cry for the inclusive physical activity community events to resume without any further delays. Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has called on London Borough Councils and other landowners to join him in supporting the return of Parkrun as the City Hall team stand ready to work with London Councils, the Parkrun team and volunteer organisers to make this a reality. Permissions must increase significantly between now and the new targeted restart. Parkrun has had legal permission to return from March as part of step one of the government's roadmap out of lockdown. Operating under a government-approved COVID-19 framework and with significant success restarting the Junior 2K event series as well as the vital need for people to be active and social outdoors, the time is now right for the return of Saturday morning's 5K events. Yes, so we feel for our friends over in England. It would have been really tough. Um, I think they knew that this was the likely outcome, Ollie. They knew that they didn't have enough of the permissions Mm. to restart on the 5th of June, but even so, it's just the goalposts being moved. That's going to be tough for them to deal with and uh, and we're thinking of them all and confident that this will now go ahead with the support that they've been receiving. I saw, um, is it Sir Sebastian Coe? That's right. Some great support there. And um, it's been really positive to see a lot of the dialogue. There's obviously a huge amount of effort going into it. And as disappointing news as that is, uh, I think it's certainly laid a a pretty solid foundation for Parkrun to start on the 26th. And I have heard, uh, I think on more than one occasion, the reference that uh, Tom Williams, uh, I don't know if it was Tom or Nick Pearson, one of them had said pausing parkrun was the easy part. The hard part was going to be bringing it back. Mm, I honestly can't remember which of the two may have said that, but certainly have heard 
some of the comments and, and you know, shout out to the other fantastic Parkrun podcasts out there sharing the news and updates that uh, some of you may well be listeners of as well. But the good news, Ollie, was mm. last Saturday in the USA, 10 events were able to come back. They were Bear Creek Greenbelt, Himmel, Lily, Livonia, Durham. NC, which I'm assuming is North Carolina, but I'd have to do my research. Charleston, Depot Park, Egan, Roosevelt Island and Fletcher's Cove. And also Parkrun has announced that returning on the 29th of June will be 30 of the 221 events in South Africa. Then on the 12th of June, Poland will be coming back, followed by on the 19th of June, Denmark. So it's slowly happening. Yeah, it's wonderful to see. We look forward to seeing more pictures online of, of people getting back and enjoying their park runs. That's it. Speaking of people enjoying their park runs, Mel, you gave us a preview before. Is it time to listen to the roving reports and, and hear more of your travels? Yes, let's have a listen. Parkrun Adventurers, it's Melissa coming to you from the very lovely and very sunny Dolls Point Parkrun in New South Wales and I'm here with today's run director and a voice that you may know from the podcast, Ingrid Bother. Good morning. Hey Mel, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for a lovely parkrun morning. Oh yeah, we do our best here at Dolls Point, it's always beautiful though. How many did you have here today? Uh, I haven't seen the numbers, but it would have been about 130, I think. And that's pretty standard for Dolls Point? Yes. And uh, would you like to describe the course, please? Yeah, it's an uh, out and back course. We start on grass and then we head out on a fairly flat path, out for about 2.3 k's, turn around, come back, and then there's a nice little dog leg um, just before the end, and then you come back across the grass. Now, the great thing is that you get to see everybody, because it's an out and back, you get to see everybody at least once. And then on the dog leg, you get to see the people who are closest to you. So you start to eye up who's going to be your secret parkrun nemesis, how are they going, and, and it's really good to see the people. I think you forgot one fact, Ingrid. What do you run alongside of? Oh, yes, there is the beautiful Botany Bay as well. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's very picturesque and touted to be the prettiest parkrun in the Sydney area. I had heard that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I think I might give you that one, just quietly. Yeah, I hear we have stiff competition from Mossman, but I haven't been there yet to compare. See, Mossman, see the thing with Mossman is they've got that lovely yacht harbour. Uh, so, yeah, that is a feature there at Mossman. Yeah, true. I'll, I'll bring my yacht down and <laughs> it will be even. <laughs> okay, so what about the history of Dolls Point? Yeah, so the area is fairly recent, um, recently settled, I guess, compared to some of the other parts of Sydney. Um, so we are standing on Bidjigal land. The original name for Botany Bay was Gamay. And so we're on that land. Um, in terms of the more recent settlement, it is fairly recent, uh, about 1930s. There's a lot of 1930s homes around. Apparently it's because this area was reasonably swampy, um, but it's, you wouldn't see that now. It's, it's quite a beautiful area. Yep, and you've got pretty good facilities. Everything is um, in the general area. You've got parking. You've got a great toilet block that's got a lovely mural on it. Yes. There's shelters everywhere and the cafe's right on the doorstep. 
Yes, and we've actually got two cafes quite close to us as well, which is quite good if it is very busy. So, yeah, it's lovely. And a very strong community feeling by the by feeling of the brunch? Yeah, we are um, building up our volunteer corps and getting a few more run directors involved, which is great because many hands make light work. Um, but a huge shout-out to Trish Bell. She has just been the backbone of this place for so long. And for yourself, Ingrid, we know your name. Yeah. You contribute regularly to the... Uh, to the posts on social media which is wonderful we see your name pop up with our friends up with me now as well yeah so what's your parkrun background well i would not be running if it wasn't for parkrun so i started running because of a work challenge they had a, a charity gig at work And I thought I'll go and run and see if I enjoy running because my memories of running at school were not great. (laughs) And it's true, I still don't like running, but I love everything around it. So somebody who was doing the the charity gig with us said, hey, there's this thing called Parkrun you might want to check out. And at the time, Dolls Point hadn't started. So I went and did St Peter's and went, oh, wow, this is just like, it's just amazing. It's just a pop-up. Um, a pop-up event it's so fantastic it's a flash mob and then um, I was coming down for a Saturday run and I saw all these people running I said oh what's that and they said park run I went oh there's a local park run and that was event four for Dolls Point and I've been fairly regular ever since and you'd like to tourist a little bit you told me you've got 18 different events yeah just when I'm going places I'll make sure that I can pick up the local park run so we went down to Albury to visit my sister so I went and did Willow one week and um, Albury the next week, so it was really lovely. That's right. You just missed the um, oh, the Corellas. <laughs> My goodness, you just missed the sky the sky whales. Yes, I did just miss the sky whales. I'm determined to track them down. I've got it in my diary. They're going to be in uh, Victoria in November, I think. So oh, fantastic. Anyway, um, okay. So let's wait for the Corellas to disperse a bit. <laughs> Have you got, not including your home park run, your top three? Yeah, I thought you might ask that question, so I had to think about that. Um, without a doubt, Fataka Tamagawa in Japan would be my most memorable. It happened to be my 50th, and that was just a, a surreal experience. It was fantastic. Um, my second one would be Broken Hill, so I went and did the original course there, and that was just, it was my first trail run, and it is, it is so pretty in a different way to here. Um, this landscape is so wonderful. Um, and then the third one is controversial, Menai. So Menai has this bridge in the middle and it's a two-lap course and it feels like a putt-putt golf course. You've got this <laughs> obstacle in the middle and I love it. I've heard people say they don't love it, but I think it's fantastic. I do love courses that are unique, that have something that you don't see anywhere else. So, so that's yeah. definitely it. Oh, excellent. And we've got Paris with us today. I had a photo with Paris. I was a bit exciting. Yeah, she was the rough director today. <laughs> rough, rough. That's good. Does she? She does do the course, doesn't she? Um, she has. She will get carried for part of it. She um, she's done Cooks River, and she did very nicely at Cooks River. But she's been walked a few times here, and she does a little bit of a run. What breed is she? She's a Maltese Shih Tzu Poodle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she does pretty well for a little dog, but. Um, it, it can affect your park run time having to carry a dog the size of Paris. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking to me and thank you for having me at your lovely park run. I'm so glad you got to enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks, Ingrid. 
Okay, this is Tracy in a tutu calling in from super sunny Sandgate this morning. I'm getting my volunteer vest on because I'm with the Achilles group this morning. And with me is Geordie. Uh, and Geordie, it's Geordie's first time at Sandgate. How'd you go, Geordie? I did okay for a slow walker. Yeah, awesome. I like to volunteer more than I like to walk. Do you? Awesome. Yes. What sort of jobs do you like volunteering as? Um, marshalling or the tail. Yeah. Or helping with the, um, handing out the barcodes. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Awesome. And what's your home park run, Geordie? Uh, South Bank. South Bank, right. And do you usually go there with someone? Um, usually with a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, or I walk Barbara's dog sometimes, or I just volunteer. Oh, yes. Barbara didn't bring her dog this morning. I've no. heard Jim likes a lovely walk along the path. Yes. And who do you usually have to guide you? Um, Kyra. Kyra. And who guided you this morning? Uh, Robert. Robert. How did he go? Really good. Yeah? Him and Sue just walked by me with me and we were chatting and I got to pat some puppy dogs. Oh, well, that, that's just awesome. So. And um, did he do a good job? He didn't push you into the water? No, he's he... an excellent guide. Really, really thorough with how, he, how to guide and yes. knows how to move you from obstacles. So I, I appreciate yeah. it. Yes, because Sandgate is right next to the water, so uh, we are close to the edge here, so I do worry about ending up in the water here, but uh, <laughs> no worries about that, and no worries with pedestrians on the path, because it is quite busy here. I was pretty much near the tail, so I was good. I had oh. no one in my way. Yeah, okay. All right, well, nice chatting with you today. You too. Thank you, Tracy. Have a lovely weekend. You too. Okay, and now I'm chatting with Robert. He was actually guiding Geordie this morning. Robert, how long have you been guiding people? I've been guiding for about 18 months or two years or so. I started because I saw Achilles people running on um, in a summer event at the Sydney Half Marathon. And then my mother also, or the family, has a history of macular degeneration. Uh-huh. And so who knows, I might need a guide sometime uh-huh. in the future. And what does it take to become a guide? Can you just turn up and just say, yes, I'll do this? Yeah, well, guiding is, everyone thinks it's difficult, but it's not that difficult. It's all a matter of communication with your your VI runner, mm. and they're often the best educators. Mm. And it's all a matter of um, taking it easy with your, your new and um, working out what the VI commands they want to hear and what they're used to. Like, a lot of VIs will, you know, if it's a new guide, they'll take it easy and, you know, explain to you their requirements, which side you walk on, when to tell them to lift their feet, etc. And Robert, have you been out to Sandgate before? Oh yes, I've done Sandgate a few times, um, both running by myself, but I also, there's another Geordie who's often um, prefers to run here or be guided at Sandgate, so I often come and um, bring her here and guide her here. Um, how, did, how did you like it this morning? It's a beautiful day out by the bay. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful course um, when there's not a cloud in the sky and the weather's really nice. It's a not a nice course when the wind's blowing and it's wet. And where do you, you usually run it, Robert? Um, I normally run it, um, do park run at Kedron because mm-hmm. there's a couple of um, VI runners there who, you know, uh, yeah, Stephen and Kieran, who are always um, prefer Kedron because it's nice and flat and with good paths and that. And uh, so yeah, it's not my closest park run to where I live, which is Chermside, but I, I do that. But when I'm not guiding, I also try to do... You know, a bit of parkrun tourism and I've got two letters of my alphabet left but next weekend at Kedron one of the VI runners um, Kieran, Kieran he's doing his 100th yes. parkrun so if anyone's listening and wants to turn up to Kedron and cheer Kieran along more than welcome to come 
Oh, that sounds also happy 100th. Uh, Kieran, that sounds great. Okay, well, thank you for chatting with us, Robert. You have a lovely weekend. I certainly will. I've got a 50k run to do tomorrow. So. <laughs> Good work. Good morning, Parkrunners. It's Tracy and a tutu again, and through the magic of radio, I'm now here at Kedron to congratulate Kieran on his milestone. Um, we've just finished the parkrun this morning, and we've gone up for morning tea to celebrate the event, and I'm chatting with Darlene, who's a uh, guide here as well. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, everybody. Darlene, you've been guiding uh, some of the athletes here for a little while. How long have you been doing that? I think it's been about three years now mm-hmm. been guiding vision impaired runners mm. and walkers and how did you get into that how did you become involved I don't know to be really honest it was just something I had wanted to do because I felt that you know we had the freedom of running and I wanted to be able to share that with somebody else mm-hmm. and then I was just lucky enough to um, come across Achilles was coming down here to Kedron with um, the hearing impaired people mm-hmm. and then I saw the vision impaired people and just got involved and um, is there a particular athlete that you guide or do you just put your hand up and say, yeah, I'm available, whoever's uh, interested? I tend to come to Kedron every week. And at Kedron, we have two um, athletes who come every week as well, Stephen and Kieran. Um, so, you know, we tend to guide those two gentlemen. Have you uh, guided anyone else at other locations? Yes, I have. I'm a young lady by the name of Isabel. We've done the Jetty to Jetty before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've walked with Henry before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a few people that I've had the opportunity to meet. Mm. And can I ask, what questions do you usually ask an athlete before you start guiding them? Like, I imagine they would have their preferences on um, how they would like to be guided. Would that be right? Yeah, I think one of the important things is to know um, what they need from me, how much um, direction Mm. they need from me, as in, you know, um, things to look out for, um, because some people do have a little bit of vision themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, also, whether we use a tether or um, some people um, are guided by the, the straps. Yes. Um, what side they like to stand on yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's great. All right, well, thank you for uh, chatting with me this morning. We're not short on food, that's for sure. No. So uh, I'll let you go enjoy your morning tea and thank you for chatting with me. Wonderful, thank you very much. Okay, and now I've now got the man of the moment, Kieran here. Now, Kieran's uh, celebrating his 100th park run here at Kedron. Kieran, mate, how are you? Um, really good, thanks. Um, I got a um, PB today and I did 42 minutes. 42 minutes, that's fantastic. And do you usually run here at Kedron, Kieran? Um, yeah, Kedron's my... Um, Main uh, running spot, yeah. And what do you think of the course here? Do you find it easy to run along here or is there another location that you like? Yeah, no, here's the um, really good jam. Now, it looks like you've got a great cake here that uh, I think people are keen to, to cut and get into. So um, I'll let you get back onto the cake and um, enjoy your morning tea. You have a good day and congratulations again. Thanks very much for uh, coming along um, and... Um, yeah, no, it's um, really, really nice, really, really encouraging um, everybody um, supporting me today. And... Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, uh, Kieran. You have a good day. Talk to you another time. Well, there you have it. That's the lowdown on being a VI guide at Parkrun. If you're interested in guiding, you can chat to one of the Achilles people here in Queensland at either Kedron, Southbank or New Farm Parkruns. 
There's also an Achilles chapter in Victoria. All chat to your local park run. As it's National Volunteer Week, I'd like to give a big shout out to every single person who put their hand up to help out this week. You, my friends, are absolute legends. Well done to everyone who also rocked a tutu on Saturday for Tutu Day. The ladies at Taree were looking especially colourful. And hello to my friend Janet at Lockheel, who is looking particularly pretty in purple. Well, that's all from me. See you on the V-side. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall. And I am doing something for the first time today that I've never done. I am at a Juniors Park Run. So I'm at Des Connor Junior Park Run in Ashgrove in Brisbane. It's a new Junior Park Run. It's only been going for seven weeks. So um, here I'm about to experience it. I think they're about to do the briefing and the warm-up. So I will check that out and I'll check in with you a bit later. Alrighty, I have found today's run director and our event director. I've got Gab and Pat. How are you guys going today? Great. It's been a really good turnout on what's the cooler Brisbane morning. It was a bit cool today. Did you uh, think about maybe uh, pretending you didn't have enough volunteers and staying in bed? <laughs> no. Uh, I, <laughs> I've got uh, three kids under six, so it's early mornings for me anyway. So, no, always on for me. Always on. Yeah. And look, our southern friends probably don't think that, you know, 10 degrees or whatever it is is that cold anyway. But for us, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But pretty cold for us here yeah, in Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so three kids under six, is that what drove you to get involved and start Parkrun? Hello there, Theo. You've got your barcode. Now, I'll go and get you to see one of the other ladies over there, if that's okay. I obviously look like I'm important. I'm holding up my phone and the kids already know. Only after seven events here at Ashgrove, they know to look for someone with a phone at the end. <laughs> so you're obviously running a tight ship here, guys. Yeah, we are. Doing our best. Yeah, so small children, is that what inspired you to get involved with Junior Park Run, Pat? Yeah, I guess so for me. That was a big, yeah, a, a big motivator. Like, being involved with Ashgrove Park Run with the 5K event, like, we, you know, just fell in love with uh, with Park Run and the community there, and we decided that we want that part of our, our lives. We want our kids to be seeing us volunteering, seeing us contributing to the, to the community, and the opportunity for to kids to have their own race. I think two kilometres is a good distance. So, yeah, my kids were a bit of a motivator. We thought it would be good for them, and, uh, yeah, it was yeah, a privilege to be involved. You touched on there wanting your kids to see you being involved in the community. Um, it's... Um, I don't know whether it's international or national. It's Volunteers Day this week. So I guess is that that's important to both of you, is it, volunteering in your community? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Well, I work full-time, so I'm limited in what I can do with volunteering at school and stuff, which is why I like to get involved in Park Run. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, and so what is your Park Run journey more broadly? Uh, so... I started, well, ran a few park runs one at South Bank and at Main Beach and then um, emailed Tim and Gareth and said, how do I get involved? And was basically uh, gifted on a platter, <laughs> Mitchy Park Run, which I set up with a few of the people that are here today yep. about eight or nine years ago. So I was involved in the, in the team setting that up. Then I moved to the UK for a couple of years and did park run over there and was involved in junior park run over there as well. So I knew a bit about how junior park run worked. 
and then coming back here, Pat had set up Ashgrove, so that became my local park run, and was running there, and Pat said, get involved, you should get involved with the team here, um, Gab, and I said, sorry, I'm a bit busy, but when the junior one came up, it was a great opportunity for me to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And Pat, you were involved with the local Ashgrove 5K event as well. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about your parkrun journey. I'm a school teacher, so I looked after cross country when I was uh, yeah a teacher at Morris College Ashgrove. And we and my local parkrun was Mitchelton back then, and that's where I got to know Gab and, and a few other people, and just just loved the the, the, the model of it, and, and decided we would uh, would start one up in Ashgrove, and we did, and and had a wonderful team of about yeah of, of eight people a team of run directors and so yeah did that for uh three three and a half years and then um had a year off and then we decided that well because Ashgrove was a is a very family yeah, friendly parkrun a lot yeah. of families like it, it's not overly fast because you've got loops like the, you're on grass and that kind of thing. <laughs> so we get a lot of um families that come prams and, and and that kind of thing as well and we just thought this was the the right community to start a, a, a junior parkrun because yeah we know the the community well and lots of kids and lots of families and here we are now. Yeah. yeah. And what was that process like starting up a junior park run? Yeah, um, a, a challenge. Yeah, very much a, a challenge because just with everyone needing to have their blue cards and, uh, and, and that kind of thing and, and a lot of uh, I's to dot and, and T's to cross and, and that kind of thing. But it, it's been a challenge. But our method has been trying to just build our volunteer base as, as big as possible so it can be as least stressful during the week and endeavouring to try to get the roster filled at least in advance, like, aiming for that. So it can be minimal stress for the event team during, during the week. So, yeah, so far so good. We yeah. seem to have a good culture there. and That's great. It seems yeah. like you have built a really great community of volunteers here. Yeah, thank you. I get your emails all the time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> first time volunteer and first time at Junior Park Run for me too and it's been a really fabulous event. Yeah. Really thank lots you, of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, it's a, it's a privilege to be involved. And, uh, well, I, I'm a big believer if kids can be doing 2K, and can be running 2K and they can do that. Because running can be hard. Okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, they, they, like, it, it, it's like getting them to go, like, build, it's building resilience. It's building their, and the, like, I think when they encounter adversity later in their lives, they'll, they'll know that they're able to, um, yeah, go to places they didn't know they could go. And I think that's what running does. And if we're able to get kids running from age six, seven, eight, that yeah. kind of thing, it's just, just really healthy, really healthy for kids. And that's, yeah, that's what, what I love about it. I love my kids being involved and seeing their friends and, yep. and, and other kids being we're helping make kids feel like rock stars at school when yes. they come in. I just think it's re- really healthy, yeah. That's a fantastic philosophy. I love that, to just yeah. build that resilience as well. Yeah. 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 So, All right. Yeah. Well, Pat, thank you so much for everything that you've done here um, for Junior Park Run, first Junior Park Run in Brisbane, so that's something to really be proud of. Thank you for all your time and for volunteering this volunteer week. Um, and thanks for talking to me on the podcast. Thank you very much. All right, I have tracked her down. It is Connie, who is not only a runner here at Des Connor Park Junior Park Run. That is a mouthful. But you've also helped out with the warm-up here as well this morning. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I every second week I have Tracy who helps me we do the warm-ups and we plan what we're going to do. 
but sometimes I don't help as we have other people who also want to do it. Yeah. But usually I do, and when I do, we do something like star jumps, butt kicks, arm twists, and it just feels like really energized to get for the run. So yeah. yeah. Is that what you like about it? Getting people energized? Yes. Yeah. And seeing the people's faces when Tracy says kick your own butt but no one else's yeah. <laughs> yeah she's a wild card that Tracy isn't she <laughs> all right and so do you run here as well yes I do and have you run every week yes well so far I've missed one week as I was at guy camp but the rest I've all attended to yeah fantastic and so what do you like better the warm-up or the run Probably the run as it, at the end I feel really energised for my day yeah. and I today I think I got my PB because I really pushed myself. Oh wow, what did that feel like? felt really good. I was just running down to the finish line and yeah. And you just pushed that little bit more? Mm-hmm. I did walk a bit though but I think next time I can improve that and not walk. Wow. That's good. So you're setting goals and you're improving your running and you're volunteering as well. Is there anything that Parkrun, Junior Parkrun, doesn't add in your life? <laughs> I think pretty it's right. like five-star rating. Five-star rating? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. And now that you're all energised, I'll let you go and get on with your day. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so Ollie and Mel, I've got a repeat offender here. I've found Belinda. Belinda, how are you going? I'm really good, Linda. Thank you. (laughs) Now, last time we met was at Ros Gregor Trail Park Run up in Nanango. Yes. And I don't, I'm not going to, going to put you on the spot here. I don't know what number you were up to, but you were in the middle of a challenge, weren't you? Yes. I was trying to get to a hundred different park runs in a row without re-repeating one. So how did you go with that? That is quite a challenge. I got to about 104 before running out of park runs within my drivable distance. Yes. All right, 104 in a row is pretty snappy. I don't know how many other people have done that. I think there's a couple else on the list at the moment, on the most events list. I did meet one at um, Nambour when we went up for the listener meetup. He was on about 114. Yes, he. I, yeah, Michael. I know who that was. Yes, 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 Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so, tick. Yep. Done. Done. What's next, Belinda? I'm trying to increase the volunteer ratio. Yeah, okay. So, at Juniors today, for the first time, volunteering. How's your volunteer ratio going? Um, I think I'm on 17 today, so it's it's low, but we're we're, we're yeah, climbing. That's <laughs> it. Look, it's it, it's all time in your day. Yeah. Volunteering is a really great big part of parkrun. How have you found that that change in focus? Have you enjoyed that? Yeah, so I've definitely been trying to find some little parkruns around the place that are struggling for volunteers. Um, I've volunteered a couple of times at Cirame recently, which is lovely. The most fabulous volunteer crew there, yeah. and this has been really fun today the little kids are so excited <laughs> so excited what was your role today uh, timekeeper oh so you got to see them all yeah, across the line yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go don't stop keep going 
<laughs> I just want to say, Mel, it was walking with you at Nambour that encouraged me to sign up and, and do this today. So thank you because I was very a bit hesitant coming to Junior Park Run without a small child. And Mel was like, no, it, we need volunteers. Yeah. Please do it. I'm the same. I have no children and yeah. I'm here. So <laughs> Park, Junior Park Run needs us as well, Belinda. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's next? Oh, keep volunteering. Um, hopefully Brisbane has some new events open in the near future that we can keep adventuring. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for saying g'day to me this morning. It's really nice to catch up. I wish I had seen you at Nambour. I missed you there. Yeah. Um, but it was nice that you got to spend the time with Mel. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and Ollie. I did walk the last 500 metres with Ollie, so yeah. when he came back. Yeah, after he'd done three laps of the yeah, course yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and rolled his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's lovely to see you. Um, thanks for the shout out and um, hopefully we will meet again thank you (laughs) and thanks for volunteering here today too oh thank you well done for volunteering (laughs) alrighty parkrun adventurers before I sign off I thought I would just mention that in chatting with Pat offline just after I interviewed him he he said that maybe he had undersold their event team um, he said that there's a there's a couple of them who've been involved in setting up new park runs, and one of their run directors, uh, one of their event team, has actually got an Order of Australia for his services to park run. Gareth Saunders. So, um, look, a fantastic volunteer team here, and they're doing a great job setting it up. First junior park run in Brisbane. So this is Lyndall signing out for the Channel Five News crew from Des Connor Park Junior Park Run. Again, it was great to chat to Ingrid and get to know a little bit more about her and her history at Dolls Point. And um, we heard from Tracy, Ollie, uh, telling us about VI guiding. Have you had much to do with VI guiding or have you had VI guides? I wouldn't think Shell Harbour would necessarily be an easy course for a VI guide. Yeah, kudos to the few people that have done the course with a VI guide and as a VI guide. Wow. To answer your question, I haven't had a lot to do with VI guides. So one thing that they had at Dolls Point that I thought I should uh, mention Mm. was there was somebody signing the run briefing. Uh, So there was hearing impaired runners. A big fan of having someone able to perform Auslan as part of the the run brief, Um, only for periods if we've been fortunate enough to have that uh, at Shell Harbour, but some fantastic volunteers. And, and, you know, we had one volunteer in particular that used to give us a lot of time to help the community. So we would love to see it across park runs generally. I know even Hannah was was learning Auslan there for a while and wants to pick it back up in the hope that, that she can do it. Yeah, Zoe, when we moved over to this side of town and she started at her new primary school, that was their language that uh, they were learning. Ah, oh, really? Which I thought was fabulous. I was really yes. impressed with that. Like rather than doing French or Indonesian or German or any of the traditional languages that primary schools will focus on, their school taught them Auslan. Yeah, really helpful, really practical. Mm, I thought so. And thanks also to Lyndall for that volunteer-focused report, continuing on some of the great examples, Mel, from Volunteer Week. Yes. Good to hear from the juniors too. 
Anyway, we had a nice group of people visit us again at the cafe this week at Dazza's, Ollie. And the question this week I posed was to ask people if they were volunteering or maybe getting into the tutu theme for the 22nd. And most people were. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like I underdid it. No tutu today. But um, yeah, thank you to everyone who did. And great to see some volunteering as well, including our first visitor. So Sam Schroeder. Astonished myself by handing out 183 tokens without dropping any at North Wollongong Park Run. That's always good. Yeah, great work, Sam. <laughs> Jodie Maisie. Brendan Peel and I did Cascades on Clyde Wetlands Park Run and lovely breakfast with some lovely park runners at Dioro & Co. after Virgin cancelled our flight to Canberra. And I think a lot of us saw that happening on Friday night. That was part of Virgin had a big outie jolly with their... Um, I don't know, their systems, a lot of cancelled flights. Yeah, I, I know that our um, our penguin visitors only got in at one in the morning in the end. Wow. At Shell Harbour. So sorry to hear, Jodie and Brendan, that, um, hey, at least Cascades and Clyde was there and ready for you, but uh, disappointing to miss your flight. Yeah, always wise to have a plan B. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would always have a plan B up the sleeve. And we also heard from Dawn Branton, road trip to the lovely Kerrang Regional in Northern Victoria, managed my best finish position ever. And that's number seven. Yay, well Dawn. Done. I'm going to give her a clap. She would have loved that. <laughs> nice work. That's awesome. And Val Warwick. Steve was Marshall. I was barcode scanning in our tutus. Photo with another tutu wearing Devonportite. Photo taken by Ian Shaw of Wagoo Bridge fame. Do you like how I did Wagoo Bridge really fast? Yeah, that was only two speed. <laughs> it's so good to welcome visitors and then put them to work. And good to see Ian up and about after the UTA efforts. Well done, Ian. Yes. Talk. Tony O'Connell, Queen's Domain Hobart on our Tassie Sunshine Tour. <laughs> the breakfast after with Leanne and Lee Evans was perfect. And Janet Reid, tutuing at Lockheel Park Run today. Stunning morning here in South Australia. Suburb, coffee as usual. Hope everyone has a wonderful Park Run day. Mandy Oliver, back to my home Park Run at Surface Paradise. Beautiful morning for a run. And Caro Voss went to Mount Penang Park Run. They've had another course change and are a multi-lap course now. Beautiful but chilly morning. And we had Irene Bomacanti volunteered at Fair Park and ran in my Cookie Monster Tutu. Love it, love it. <laughs> Followed by brunch at the Hatter and the Hare with Hubby and Cheryl who ran at Dandenong. Melissa, your type of cafe, Alice in Wonderland theme. Have you been there, Mel? No, I haven't, but I have looked it up because it's uh, very close to where mum lives. So it looks like a Ooh. good place to take mum. Might have to look into that. Sounds like a plan. And uh, fun fact, Irene's Cookie Monster Tutu has had a previous outing at Parkrun. She, I think, created that when Zoe ran at Highlands Parkrun a few years back when she completed all the events to become a junior Victorian statesman. Hmm. Aha. Oh, well, obviously when it comes out for the very special occasions. <laughs> yes, special occasion to do. Yes. And Mark Scarborough, marvellous Mark, RD at Wagoo Bridge Parkrun today. Cameron Drake decided to take the fur child. Quite a tutu turnout today. That's testing me. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> no brunch for the wicked. It's back onto the tools next week. He's been missing a few brunches. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hope you're still getting the, um, yeah, the, the black coffee to go. Mm. Sally Heppleston, Supercell, on the tools at Westerfolds, timekeeping, frozen fingers. Yeah. It was a bit chilly at a few events, I think, Ollie. We're getting into winter season well and truly, aren't we? That's what happens when it gets to winter, I guess. I suspect it may be even colder at our next one. Uh, Brett Bailey, Red 2-2 at Pegasus, dragged around as usual by Brunner, our bark runner, and then a coffee and a scone at the Flat White. The Flat White again, Mel. Mm-hmm, and more scones. But I, uh, I need to see a photo of Brunner. Yes, we didn't get a photo, did we? No, I don't think so. All right. Yes, please, Brett. <laughs> and Tara Wakefield. Terrific Tara the Tower Walker in a tutu at Warwick Park Run this morning. Well done, Tara. Oh, we're really stepping up the alliteration here. I oh, know. Thanks for that. You know who would like this? Yeah, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Chihuahua. They come and they go. Oh, yes, yes. All the dogs in the house. Now, are the budgies out tonight, by the way, Mel? No, it's too cold. I didn't want to freeze the budgies. Okay. No, that's good. They're being quiet, though, so it's okay. They're being well looked after. That's good. (laughs) And we also had Tanya Bailey. Beautiful morning at Pegasus Park Run in New Zealand. Did Tailwalker today. Thank you for volunteering, Tanya. Yes. And Tracy Wood. Got the tutu and the volley vest. Here at Kedron to congratulate Kieran on his 100th run. And we heard from Kieran in Tracy's report. Aaron Hardy, tailwalker at our park park run. Glorious morning. Uh, the sun was out in Tassie. Yeah. Lyndall Murray, volley at home at Bunyaville Park Run. And it looks like Linda was on the stopwatch. Oh, no, actually, she wasn't on the stopwatch, was she? She was on the app. Ah, yes, yes. The modern technology. Mm-hmm. Bruce Purdy, I travelled a long way to the Fair Park Reserve to see a car park marshal in a tutu, thanks to Irene and her understudy path. He did travel a long way because Bruce is out west. Ah, okay. So All right. he made the trek over the Westgate for that one. That is a fair hike. Ingrid Botha, run director today for the first time post-COVID. Paris was rough director. <laughs> Gosh, the virtual volunteer app has made life easier. Results processed before we even got to the cafe. Despite my daughter's warning about meeting people from the internet, I had brunch with some excellent people I met on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't trust those internet people. (laughs) Oh, good to hear. And um, Jack, Jack Corkle, the permanent holiday... There's a bit of context from last week, Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, continues for Claire and I at Glasshouse Mountains Conservation Park Run with location number 83. Where to go? Such is military life. Followed by a snot log for Brecky. Pick for context. Uh, we probably, for more context, need to explain a snot log to the listeners that may be <laughs> overseas. Um, they don't have snot logs overseas. <laughs> I was just going to leave it without context, but uh, you probably <laughs> was. So it's a vanilla slice, if I know my uh, baked goods. Correct. Also known as a snot block. A snot block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly more a, a block shape, I suppose. But <laughs> Let's not go into the um, potato cake, potato scallop. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. It's got me planning tomorrow morning's morning tea, so... Uh... <laughs> I'm a fan of the snot log, absolutely. Uh, not for this little low-carb runner. <laughs> oh, I'm next, Rebecca Bailey. I did the first time briefing today and even had a nice run after. Beautiful sunny morning at Shell Harbour. 
got a double zero for my bingo too. Ah, I'm a bit jealous about that. <laughs> That's the one I'm missing. Yeah, Beck, are you, uh, are you teasing Mel? She is, isn't she? <laughs> and we've got a whole group of Baileys this week. Yes, the collective noun for a Baileys. I haven't worked that out yet. Is it a pint of Baileys? Ooh, that was a good one. Shouldn't it be a shot? <laughs> shot of Baileys. I think it should be a shot. Speaking of a shot of Baileys, I didn't acknowledge the beautiful photo from Pegasus Park Run just before. It was a – I do love the morning light photos and Tanya Bailey's photo did look spectacular. So I uh, just had to throw that in there. Also wonderful to hear from Pippa White. I celebrated my not park run with coffee and Lotus Biscoff brownies. Oh, and buying neck tubes. Ah, some ugly buffs heading over to the UK. Yeah, Pippa's on the ball. I need to follow suit, Pippa. Good work. And Chantal Hosking, Highlands for a visit to Bills Hill, Tutu Warn. And Chantal's even referring back to last week's pod where I mentioned Bills Hill at Highlands. And she provided a photo which if you zoomed in, you could see the two volleys standing on Bill's Hill. Fantastic. Hmm. See, that's brilliant context. Thank you for helping. Now I can visualise it. <laughs> well, now I don't need to, I suppose. It's not a very big hill, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the experience. It's all how it feels at the time. And we also heard from Chris Fraser. Met up with an A-list celebrity in a tutu at Dolls Point. Close enough. <laughs> Saw a couple of sausage dogs, ran a course PB and a post-COVID PB, and congratulations. Finally found a reasonable sausage roll. <laughs> Not a prize winner, but three and a half stars. Successful day. Yes, and his post did uh, draw a bit of conversation about sausage rolls. Sadly, not much conversation about said A-lister. <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> and I saw the sausage dogs too. They were off the course by the time I saw them, so I couldn't go running after the. Ah, oh, you couldn't introduce yourself. I couldn't. I couldn't find out their names or get their photo because I was head down and on a mission. <laughs> yes. But, yes, Chris and I both got our court uh, – well, I didn't get a course PB, but we were both happy with our times. Let's say that. Fantastic day. And look, I mean, to add a three and a half star sausage roll, I think you know, we'd all be happy if we could have a three and a half star day. It's it's above <laughs> average, right? I don't know. I don't track these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but by all accounts, everybody had fun in the cafe this week. I think so. Speaking of having fun, we really did enjoy hearing back from him last week. And um, once again, happy to hear from him. So, uh, Mel, why don't we throw over and have a listen to the informant? This is the informant. These are artificial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. Welcome back, folks, to another riveting week of facts, figures, and disclaimers. A welcome relief from whatever nonsense Ollie and Mel have been banging on about. At the time of recording, 539 events worldwide had submitted results. Of these, 395 events were in Australia and 33 in New Zealand. We welcome back the USA with 10 events and the rest taking place in Japan, Russia, and remote UK territories. No event launches took place. 
in Australia and New Zealand, all the stats are up, which is pleasing to see. Aussie New Zealand attendance is up around 3,000 to 43,042 runners out of 48,256 worldwide. We had 6,574 PBs, while 1,583 people participated for the first time. 138 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 189 people reached their 50 milestone, 137 reached their 100 milestone, and 30 people reached their 250 milestone. 22 people called bingo. Lisa Williams was the quickest with 174 events. Liz Manson was the slowest with 313 events. We have eight new Territorians in the ACT, with Mark Ship, Carmel Horton, Nathan Toskin, Carl Trindorfer, Todd Goldsmith, Robin Ship, Stuart and Shireen Underwood completing all seven events. Up north, Jude Bird and Jason McDonnell completed all three Northern Territory events, while Victoria has two new states people in Tim Baldwin, Samuel Esmore. On the most Aussie New Zealand events list, Wendy Pearce, Richard Bilton, Lynette Pritchard, Sarah G, Brad Carr, Jack Corkle are the biggest winners, moving up nine places. In the top 20, Errol Poole again moves up one to equal eighth place running at Marimbula. Oh crap. Oh, sorry about that. The uh, rooftop solar panel salesman. Oh, they're relentless. Right, uh, yes, where were we? Right. Uh, biggest Wilson mover of the week is Jeff Whiffen, who had a huge jump of 72 from 36 to 108. Yet, the biggest news in World Park Run this week is the return of 10 events in the USA. 561 runners took part over there. Those events attracted 626 in the final run before lockdown, so down approximately 10% pre-COVID. 87 of those who took part were park running for the first time. Two runners would have been delighted to finally reach their 50 and 100 milestones after a 441-day wait. I thought that would have to be some kind of record. However, despite sending the number crunching box into a meltdown, at 2am I discovered that it's not a drop in the ocean. These are world figures. Andrew McKelvey waited a mammoth 2,366 days to get from 49 to 50. Paul Morgan took a similar amount of time, 2,261 days to get from 99 to 100. That's over six years. Crazy. Now, if your computer is already on fire, you might as well keep throwing extra logs on. Have a guess at how long it took for the longest milestones. 50, 100, 250. Here's a little elevator music while you write it down. Right, now before you start sending in hate mail, remember that there are many events held throughout the world on days other than a Saturday. The quickest of 50 are Carol Perez and Katie Bayless on 322 days. Joanna Henderson was quickest to 100 in 637 days and Paul Maker was quickest to 250 on 1,659 days. At the other end of the scale, Julie Drummond took 5,562 days to reach her 50 milestone. 15 years! 
Jan Price took more or less the same time to reach her 100 milestone in 5,460 days. Karen Weir took more or less the same to reach her 250 milestone in 5,502 days. Uncanny coincidences. All women, all 15 years. I'll leave it right there as I'm in enough trouble already. To see these stats in full, visit my blog at theinformant.me. That's theinformant, all one word, dot M-E. And follow me on Facebook. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. And thank you, Informant, for another brilliant stats report. Now, Ollie, I've ordered my ugly buff. Have you? Oh, no. I was canvassing the family at the weekend. Lots of discussion around how many of what or, or what of what. But yes, there's definitely an order coming from this household. I've got one of everything, so I can matchy-matchy with my <laughs> previous year's ugly Christmas singlets. But I, I mean, I figured that the intent was to always have a non-matching one so that it just adds to the whole presentation. You can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no one seems to be liking that suggestion. <laughs> There's only one week left. Yes, one week left. So everyone orders close on Thursday the 3rd of June. Order now. I'm going to take my own advice and do that. But, yeah, it is just a short window and the hope is that getting these orders in now gives us plenty of time so that wherever you are we can all enjoy ugly Christmas in July. Yes, and they will be in time for International Ugly Christmas in July Day, which is the 24th of July. However, they won't be in time for Longest Run, Ollie, which I'm a little bit sad about because I would like a nice warm noggin for (laughs) the potential very early mornings. And I do like to get out my ugly Christmas singlets because do you do the longest run thing where you have a change of wardrobe every single event? I'd change halfway through each event too if what? I could. I, I oh. love the costume change. <laughs> I mean, the car winds up stinking at the end because I'm just throwing the outfits across. But uh, yes, yes, always got to have a change of outfit. Well, here's my problem this year. Yep. I'm flying to Brisbane and I haven't because I'm always a, you know, one of those ah. very budget conscious. I won't say the yes. word that I will usually describe myself as, okay. but yep. I'm very budget conscious and I don't pay for extra luggage. So I just do my carry-on. So I've got seven kilos. How am I going to fit seven changes of active wear into my suitcase? <laughs> I think I might have to post them up there ahead of time. <laughs> what am I going to do? I didn't think this through. Oh. How am I going to fit oh. all the tutus? Do you need a bit of a tutu drive? Do we need to put a call out to our... Brisbane listeners, if you can spare a tutu for Mel. (laughs) Yes, that'd be good. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, no, I have thought how much can I actually wear up there. I might have to start weighing all my bags and use the lightest one and wear 10 hats on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to get creative. But anyway, Ollie, are you doing the longest run? Are you hooking up with Sydney? Yes, that's become the plan. And I'm really excited. It's been a huge source of joy. Missed it last year because we, um, yeah, we we didn't innovate. We didn't do it, you know, our own version or anything along those lines. And yeah, really looking forward to getting up there and hopefully seeing a few new park runs that I haven't visited yet. Oh, what's the um, plan? I don't know. What's their schedule? I don't know. Well, I, you haven't googled it. Well, I haven't seen it. I mean, 
I love the suspense and, you know, the team always delight. So um, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I'm still intrigued. At least you'll be fit for it after your recent marathon. I'm a little bit concerned how I'm going to get around all seven events this time. I'm secretly hoping that there's enough people that I will be able to have somebody to follow if I'm um, towards the end of the group. Yep. (laughs) And not get lost. Yeah, I think you'll do fine. Um, hearing a few tales up Happy Hill and your uh, your PB at Dolls Point there, <laughs> your recent PB, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And I think the experience of the day it drives you on. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts <laughs> later on, but it, yeah, it drives you on. Yes, looking forward to it. So you get to explore some fantastic new park runs up north. Mm. So, yes, everyone, if Longest Run is on your wish list and you haven't made a plan, depending where you are, it could be as soon as a fortnight away. It could be a little further. I think they're, they're happening over a series of weeks, Mel, over different locations. Oh, that's true. So, yes, here's yeah. me thinking that uh, the day that I do it is the be-all and end-all, but it isn't. Love to hear if anyone's trying multiple Longest Runs, where are you going? What are you going to try? And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing all the pictures. I know the Melbourne events are the same day as the North Brisbane one. Mm. I think it's a Sunshine Coast is a different week, isn't it? Sunshine Coast and I believe our friends in Adelaide and maybe in WA as well. Okay. Yeah. We better do some more homework so we've got all this to hand next week when we – Yeah. Is it the, the 12th of June? No, it'll be the 13th of June. That. That's likely the first one of the series. I believe you're right. Mm. Yes. Anyway, North Brisbane, I'm looking forward to coming up there to sample more of your beautiful park runs. And Mel, I suppose that's um, that's almost it for the week. I mean, we have enjoyed hearing more via email. So thank you again to everyone that's written in. Please, of course, if anyone would like to contact us, you can contact us on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. But Mel, I think that's it for another week. I think so. So we'll we'll see you all next week for more adventures. swipe card. It's not working. I tried knocking but he won't let me in. I'm like, dude, I just saw you closing the blinds. Can you like call him or something and tell him to open up? He's such a jerk.